You know what? You are the only person you are guaranteed to spend the rest of your life with. So, we want you to feel at home with yourself. To have an understanding of what being human truly means. And to be a witness to the things that are happening within you. We're here for the good. The bad. And the downright ugly. <laughs> so, come on this journey. And be messy with us. You are listening to The Real Meaning of Humanity with Alexis. That's my name. And you're Krista. Yeah, that's me. Hi. (laughs) Guess who? (laughs) Guess who it is. So today we have a very special guest. You're actually our very first guest. No big deal. What an honor. (laughs) um, We talk about her a lot. She's actually mentioned in almost every podcast that we do. (laughs) Because we're obsessed with her and we love her. And she is our best friend. This And Rumi. And and Rumi. She always likes to put that and they need that. to know <laughs> but today we have the lovely jennifer norton oh my god <laughs> jennifer callie norton here it's jennifer kaylee norton thank you callie anyways but yes she is here we're so excited to have her krista mm. is not with us today because she got the covid mm. <sighs> but she's fine yeah, she, um she's but yeah super sad but um we didn't want to go a week with no podcast, so me and Jen here um, wanted, I wanted to have Jen on here, and we're just going to talk about our friendship, what all we've been through, literally through hell. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh I'm God. just kidding. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, my God. We're funny. Okay. In heaven. <laughs> in heaven and hell. Yeah. Okay. The good, the bad, the ugly. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Jen, do you want to um, say hi, say anything? <laughs> hi. I'm here every time y'all record. I'm just sitting in the other room. Yeah. <laughs> She's always sitting in the living room watching TV while we're in my room. Yeah. More like closet doing these podcasts. <laughs> the closet pod. Yeah, so now she's taking Krista's spot, and yeah. this is going to be fun. This is going to be really good. Yes. So, Jen, how long do you think we've been friends? Since we were 18. And we're How now long 26. is that? Do so you know? Like seven or eight years? Seven. Oh, I thought it was 18. We're 26 now. That's, yeah, so. It was like summer oh my God, of 2014. Been, yeah, so right seven and a half years. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah. That's a long but time. that's like the heaven number, so that means we're going to be friends forever now. Have you ever heard that before? If you're friends with someone for seven years, that means y'all are going to be together forever. I've heard you say that before, <laughs> like way before. You're like, if we make it to year seven, that's just like the final number and it will be great. I'm like, you are crazy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure. Exactly. I act like we're together because I, I think I just said we'll, we'll be together forever <laughs> instead of friends forever. Anyways. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's a funny story is me and Jen actually met. Um, at a, a party, um, yeah. with, um, in high school, our senior year, um, the party was full of, um, juices and <laughs> <laughs> it was your typical high school party. Yes. It was a phase, but I actually, um, did not like her when I first met her. Okay. I think you're exaggerating the situation. No. I think me... <laughs> Me saying hi, you thought it was rude, but maybe I thought I was being nice. I don't think so. That wasn't my perspective. Okay. <laughs> Isn't it funny how, like, I hated Krista and then I didn't like yeah. you, but now, like, y'all two I'm are I'm noticing my a trend. <laughs> noticing a pattern of cycle, Alexis. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. But, yeah, I didn't like her because we picked her up for, from the party, and I've, like, always known about her. Um, we always ran around in the same circles, but never met because we did go to different high schools, but we all were like the same. Can you, can you, <laughs> we were all a part of the same community and we picked her up and I was excited to meet her. Um, cause I've heard good things about her and she said hi to everybody in the car <laughs> except for me. And then I was like, Oh, hi. And she looked at me. And if you know Jen, she she gives <laughs> RBF. She, yes, she gives this look, and she was just like, mm, "Hi." 
That's what she did. I was like, I oh, was okay. also, I was really shy. She was, yes. But I didn't really, like, put it, make it known. But, like, mm-hmm. deep down, I was shy. <laughs> right. I wasn't as, like, at how I am now at all. Yes, exactly. I think in your head, you were kind of like, I don't know this person, and she's saying hi to me, and I'm yeah. just confused why you're here, because I didn't know you were going to be here. And then me, I'm like, hi. You're like, oh, a new friend. <laughs> Exactly. But I feel like that's always been, that was like the biggest struggle. Now that I'm talking about this and thinking back, that's always been the biggest struggle in our friendship is where like you'll do something and you have no bad intent like whatsoever, like at all. Yeah. But I take it so like she hates me. So like literal. (laughs) I'm like, why do you hate me? And I'm like, why are you mad? (laughs) I'm confused. (laughs) Yes. Like it took us a long time. Like, maybe seven and a half years. <laughs> also, backtrack, that night at the party. Oh, yeah. When we were leaving, Alexis was a little upset. I had a little too much say. juice. And she was like, I think I think you were, like, freaking out and you were crying. Oh, yeah. Was... And we are like, sitting in the car and whoever's outside of the car with you. And then you get in the car and you instantly fall asleep. <laughs> and I think I asked someone, I'm like, is she okay? Like, is she okay? Is this a normal thing? <laughs> yeah. Because she was, like, really upset and now she's asleep. <laughs> Does she do this a lot? Or? Yeah. I was like, oh. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Yes. But yeah. Um, but, yeah, I feel like that's been, it took us a long time to get to a place to where, like, we knew the intent of each other in a way. Like, we knew, like, the roadmap to our friendship. Yeah, and like how figuring to, out someone. Yes, and how to communicate in a way of, like, oh, okay, when I do this, Jen actually takes it this way. I see it now because of her version and, like, her perspective and the way she, like, holds on to things and the way she that you love. Mm-hmm. And so I – well, I – I feel like I've been better at it. I don't know. <laughs> Not to toot my own horn. I feel like I've been better at, like, the roadmap to how, like, to love you in a way as a friend. And especially since we've lived together for mm-hmm. a year and a half now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then I feel like it's gotten better with the communication from you to me. Because I remember I would take every little thing, like oh, she hates me, or if, like, she's sitting down on the couch, doesn't want to talk to me, she doesn't love me. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's not really the case. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So it's just, I feel like we've gotten a lot better at our friendship as we've gotten older, as we've gotten more self-aware, especially Mm -hmm. as I've gone through this healing process. Yeah, and just growing up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Do you have any... Well... Well, when we became friends, we were 18, mm-hmm. and that was, feels like forever ago. Like, you're totally different, 18, versus how I feel now. Yeah. And so, because you're out of high school, you're trying to figure out your life, because you feel very pressured to, and so, and I had just kind of made, like, my lifestyle change. Yeah, I remember when we first became friends, like, that's when you... This is a really Christian language. But yeah. <laughs> quote unquote, got saved. Got saved. Yeah. 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 Because we, we hung out more at church camp and yeah. then, which was like towards the end of the summer. And then our like friend group that we kind of hung out with, everyone left to go to school. Mm-hmm. Everyone left for college and it was just you and me. Yeah. So I was like, well, I guess I'll hang out with her. <laughs> I guess we're friends now. God, I guess I'll be with her. <laughs> well, it was like, well, because like I really didn't have like, any other friends. Right. Because, like, I mean, I, when I graduated high school, I didn't really have that many friends anyways, mm-hmm. other than, like, our, like, people in our friend group. And so once they all left, I was like, well, I got my one friend. <laughs> <laughs> I got Alexis here. Yeah, I know someone. Or it was just, like, someone to hang out with mm-hmm. that I knew, like, was good to be with. Right. Exactly. And now that you're talking about that, I just had a question because I was just thinking... How do you feel like, because you mentioned from being an 18-year-old and, like, 
completely going out in the world yeah. and like everyone leaves and then now to who you are now what is the big what was the big growth what was like what happened in your perspective in your version like how much have you grown and what what happened in that growth like how did you grow mm-hmm. does that make sense no it does okay I feel like ultimately I just like grew up right and I feel like in this last year and a half like moving out of my mom's house I feel like was me like finally growing up like yeah we were like 24 years old Mm -hmm. but I was like I finally feel like an adult like I finally feel grown up and like all that time before that I was an adult but like the way I was living wasn't really like adult ish just because I was living at home I didn't really have like a lot of responsibilities I was working of course I worked a lot, but it was just mainly to have something to do, but now, moving out, and, like, I have, I literally have to take care of myself, like, no one else is gonna do that except for me. Yeah, completely provide for yourself. Yeah. Bills, everything. Yeah, so that I think, and, like, you're figuring out yourself, you're going through, like, I had really good years and good months, and then I had really bad months and bad years of just, like, fluctuating in who I was, mm-hmm. but now I feel more like myself and more an adult and like, oh, I can do these things that seem so scary. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God, how am I going to move out? Like literally before we moved out, I was freaking out. You were completely freaking out. I was completely, because I was like, I was like, I don't have enough money. Like, I'm not going to, like, I'm not going to be able to provide mm-hmm. for myself. I thought you were going to back out. I was, thought I was too, mm-hmm. but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I I was able to, like, be, like, bring myself back to, like, a level head Mm -hmm. with, like, the help of others around me to be like, no, like, you can do, like, you're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay. And so once I did that, I was like, oh, something so small, but it felt so scary. I was like, oh, I can do that. So now it's like, I know that I'm empowered to, like, do whatever I want to do. Yeah. And not have to feel put down by myself. Because it was me who was putting myself down. It was no one else. Mm. It was me. (laughs) That's good. Yeah. That's good to notice. Do you feel like you've done that? Like, do you feel like that was part of the fluctuating season? Like, when you would grow up? Like, do you feel like you've always put yourself down in a way? Because a lot of people do that. I mean, I do that. And I still have to work on that. Yeah, because I, growing up, I grew up dancing. So that's a very competitive environment. Mm -hmm. A very perfection environment. Mm -hmm. So it's... When you see others around you who are doing better or more, like, favored than you, you kind of, like, put yourself down. But you're, like, I was a kid. I was literally a kid. It's like you were taught to do that. Yeah, and I was like, okay, I'm not good enough for this or I'm not favored by my dance teacher or whatever. So it's like, this is just the way that it is. And that's just how I'm going to have to... I can either get better or I can just stay in this. And, of course, you like, I don't think I really stayed in it. Like, I I mean, I danced, like, four days a week for mm-hmm. a lot of my life. Mm-hmm. And so I think growing up in that environment kind of is what molded that thought process to my adult life because when I wasn't in that, I just applied that to other things. Yeah. Like, seeing other people, I was like, oh, I can't do that, or that's too hard for me. But it's like, you have to try first yeah. <laughs> to, like, know if you can or can't. And I just didn't do, ever really do that with certain things. Yeah. It's crazy now. that you say that. Well, it's not crazy that you say that. But <clears throat> it's interesting. I like the way you put that because, like, dance, because I was a cheerleader and then you were a dancer. Mm-hmm. And those are pretty, like, really hard on the body type sport. Yeah. Like, you got to be pretty fearless in a way with mm-hmm. what you're doing to your body. Yeah. And it takes up your whole life. And so, like, you're being fearless, but at the same time, like, you have to – you're being held back by a lot of fear. Like, oh, my gosh, what if this doesn't happen? And then I have to compete with everybody, not only that, but compete with everybody on my team to get to the front to be the best. And yeah. Like, you, there's so much pressure on yourself. And – did you, like, still feel all those things even, like, as you were growing up? And... Because you stopped dancing when? 
by when I graduated high school. Okay. Yeah. And then did you still feel all those same, like, feelings that you would every time, like, a decision was made, like, oh, my God, am I going to be perfect enough or am I going to be the best? Was it more of, like, okay, if I make this decision, I have to be the best at it? Not necessarily. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't really consider myself, like, a hyper-perfectionist. Mm-hmm. I think it's more so just, like, the failing aspect. I don't want to oh, fail yeah. or be, like, or invest time or invest money or whatever just to, like, half-ass it or, like, get halfway through it and then give up. It'd be like, I can't, like, I can't do this, so I'm just going to not do it. I think it was more so, like, the failure aspect rather than, like, having to be perfect at everything because I know because I, I know I'm not perfect right and I know I wasn't ever really gonna be you could try but you never will be right so I think I understood that but it was more so like I don't want to be a failure and look at myself in that way I didn't want that yeah so no that makes sense I didn't know we we're gonna talk about this this is actually yeah. pretty cool look at us because a lot of us when we graduate high school you're so, like, that big F-word failure <laughs> is, like, such a big thing to where, like, we almost don't even want to try. Because yeah. Because the thought of even failing is not okay. Yeah. And I heard this quote one time, and I forgot who said it, but, like, failing isn't – failing actually shows a lot of grit. Like, I don't think I would trust a person if they haven't ever failed. Yeah. And so, like, when you fail, you can actually fail forward. You can actually let that failure spring you forward to what you want to become or redirect you into where you need to go. And that also, like, includes, like, when you mess up and when you create a lot of messes, like, you can Mm -hmm. actually allow that to, you know, transform you and get you to, like, okay, do I want to remain or evolve? Like, what we talk about on this podcast all the freaking time so do you feel like like have I ever made you which I I know the answer to this (laughs) but I want to talk about it (laughs) um have I were there moments in our friendship where I made you feel like you're failing or yes (laughs) (laughs) but I think it was because you are you are a very confrontational person Mm -hmm. And, like, like it, it doesn't always mean conflict, just, right. like, confronting something. And we learned that yeah. as we got older. Mm-hmm. But I think when, in the beginning, because you were that way and I was very much not that way, it, it always, it felt like, like, oh, my God, like, this is my fault. Like, this is all my fault. And even if you were, like, even if you were to say, like, I'm not mad or, like, it's not your fault, I would still feel that because I was getting confronted and I just associated those two things together of, like, someone confronting me. I was like, okay, well, then it must be my fault if they're confronting me about something that involves me. Mm-hmm. And so I think I just associated that together for a really long time. So even, like, up until like recently you're like it, I still that was still like a thought in the back of my mind yeah even if I would tell myself like I, I know she's not mad at me you're like she she keeps saying it's not your fault like I'm not mad like this is not all on you but it, it's just it was so much easier for me to just believe that and then that would just make me like not hate you, but be like, well resentful. now, well now I feel resentful because now I feel this. But she's saying she's not. But like, is she not? Mm-hmm. Like that makes me sad. No, no, I feel sad. <laughs> it was just like, and because I had never, we had like we talked about it before, like many yeah. times. But I think it was just a me thing having to just let that go. It felt very high stakes for you. Yeah, good because it had in the beginning, and so I just held on to it. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't love confrontation in general I can do it when it's needed Mm -hmm. or I can confront someone when I feel like it's needed but I think it's more so I don't like conflict Mm -hmm. or like fighting with people or arguing like that's just not especially with people that you love yeah and that are like family because then it gets very like emotional Mm -hmm. and I'm an emotional (laughs) yeah 
When Jen Whether- gets mad, she just cries. I just cry. Like, if I'm upset and I'm mad, if I don't yell or if or I'm like, I have to walk away right now. Like, there mo- there have been moments like, I can't do this right now. I have to walk away. Because it's, like, it's going to be bad. Yeah. Because then I have to let myself, like, calm down. And once I do that, I feel okay, and then I'll cry. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I feel like, do you ever feel like in those moments when it gets so, like, like, like you said, like you feel like you have to walk away. So that's, to me, that's saying, like, oh, my God, it's just, it's boiling up to where, like, if I don't walk away right now, I'm going to freaking explode. Yeah. Do you feel like, like that's, like, a trigger, like, that's your triggering, like, that's your triggering moment of, like, oh, I'm triggered because I know I'm getting boiled, so I have to walk away. Or I'm Yeah, to... or it's, like, I know what's happening. Yes, and it's, like, if I don't walk away... And if I say something in this moment, it might not be true. Or it mm-hmm. might not be what I really want to say. Or damaging. Yeah, it might just be a heat of the moment, something, like, nasty. So if I don't walk away, it's just going to create more mess. And I know I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. So I have to know, like, I need a moment to just mm-hmm. breathe. Yeah. And get away. And I remember when you would do that, like, to me, it felt like, abandonment yeah because with my it triggered my abandonment wound yeah and so (laughs) So it's just a cycle (laughs) (laughs) and so like it would just be like god like she doesn't like even then I felt like you're removing your I think that's always been a thing for me it's like oh Jen removes her love from me yeah and when I finally put language to what I was really feeling this past year of what I what it really was and like the pattern of my thoughts whenever we would get in disagreements and to finally like like put language to how I really felt it was more in a way healing for me like okay this is how I really feel even though I know Jen loves me like she's my best friend Mm -hmm. like I've never had a friend like her and we're going to be in each other's lives forever. But <laughs> I feel this, like, this is the reality of how I feel right now in the moment. And so whenever you would all, like, and you didn't always walk away. It wasn't. No. And we've never, like, really gotten to, like, big fights. Like, we've only had a few, like, monumental ones. Yeah. But when those would happen, they were pretty big. And they stayed with us. Mm-hmm. And so I always felt like oh, she's leaving me, and that's those are my wounds, right? Yeah. Like, and not that it's your responsibility, but when you love somebody and when, are, when you're friends with somebody, you want to be aware of their needs. Like, oh, now I understand why this is so hurtful to her. Mm-hmm. So, like, when I would confront you, it felt very high stakes because of, like, oh, no, this is scary for me. Just because of, like, how you grew up, and you don't have to share that if you don't want to. That's all up to you. <laughs> But, and then also how I grew up in my abandonment issues. It, it was like our wounds, our childhood, our, our trauma, our triggers were just all, that's like what was opposites. fighting. <laughs> yes, exactly. And so, but now that, now that I realize like where we are at now, especially with the last, um, you know, argument that we are in, which <laughs> honestly, Oops. I think it was really great. It was like, <laughs> it was like it was like a month and a half ago. <laughs> but like I well, finally details. <laughs> I just I finally told her like how I really felt um about our friendship within the past year and a half. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't and it had nothing to do with living together. Yeah. We've actually we're actually really great roommates. Yeah. But it it, it had to do with other things. And so but I finally got aware and, and put language to it. So that's why I finally said something to you. Yeah. Because I didn't want to be in the heat of the moment or triggered. And I wanted to have, you know, like just like I wanted to really talk to you, even though I know it would hurt both of us in the moment. I just knew like this needs to be done. It will probably be very messy, but yeah. we have to just get it out. Yeah. Um. But I'm glad that you... Because I know you now. Well, I've always known you. But <laughs> I know – I'm glad that I know this part now because whenever someone is feeling triggered, like, for them to walk away and remove themselves is actually a very smart decision. 
mm-hmm. because you never want to speak out of an emotional trigger right then in that moment because it, it can be very damaging, especially when you don't know what's going on or why you're being triggered. Yeah. I'm not saying you didn't know. Like, you're pretty self-aware. Yeah. Um, but just for the listeners, like, it's good. And maybe that doesn't mean, oh, they're abandoning me. They don't want to talk to me or they don't love me anymore. If you're that person who takes it that way and it's pressing on that abandonment wound, it's not, it's, it might not be like that. Yeah. It's there like, okay, you don't want to ever react out of wounds and triggers. Yeah. It's okay if you do. There's a lot of grace in that. <laughs> but to be aware, it's it, it can make more of a level head conversation. And I remember whenever you walked away and stormed away. Because I was like, <laughs> I was like, I can't talk about this right now. And I like you, literally walked away. Yes, like she literally my room. threw her hands up and you're like. You said my name, Alexis. And, guys, she never calls me Alexis. <laughs> she calls me Lex. And so when she said Alexis and she, like, hit that strong X <laughs> right there. And I knew it was bad. And she just walked into her room and slammed the door. And I was like, okay. Well, yeah. now that she's triggered, now I'm triggered because she walked away. <laughs> she walked away and she slammed the door. So yeah. now I'm triggered. Now I'm going to go in my room. And, and I was and- like, I just need a minute to like chill like I had every intent of yeah. coming back out I was like I just need to sit here for a minute and just like get my emotions under control <laughs> I didn't know you were thinking about coming back out but I remember thinking like I, I literally went and called Krista I was like oh my god she walked away <laughs> <laughs> poor Krista <laughs> Oh my god. Um but she she was like just give her a minute and I was like, Okay, I'm gonna give her a minute. Oh, I'm gonna give her a minute. Shut the clock. And I'm gonna give myself a minute. And Krista was like, I think you just need to give yourself a minute though too. <laughs> but I gave, I remember we gave each other a few minutes and I remember I went back into your room and we finally talked. But I wanna hear more of like your perspective in that moment. Like, because there are people that feel a lot like you of like a confrontation can be very high stakes. Even if um, the conversation might not be bad, it still does feel like an attack on person. Yeah. It feels like an attack on a person or a character or how you love. Yeah. Does it ever feel like I'm attacking the way you love? Uh, no. Okay. Okay, do you just want to go more into detail about that? I think it was just like I always felt attacked Mm -hmm. because... I don't really think, I didn't really grow up in a confrontational environment, really. And so, I think just, I associated confrontation and conflict together. So, whenever it would happen, it was always like, well, this is a conflict. And normally, that's not good. Mm -hmm. So, then, it was just like, I felt if it was anything specifically about me and most of the time if like if you were ever confronting me it was you coming to me because I just I wasn't really that way yeah so that's why it always felt like I was being attacked even if it wasn't the case Mm -hmm. so I think it was just me associated like conflict confrontation and like I'm getting attacked altogether and so then I would just want to like avoid it more (laughs) yes that makes sense do you feel like was it because I'm asking these questions I already know the answers to these questions but I'm asking it for the listeners just to break it down yeah um but it was it because in your childhood it's your choice if you want to go more into detail or not it's this is all up to you um, but in your childhood, was there a space where if you could like use your voice or voice something, would you get shut down or what was that like? Like conversation wise, I know that whenever growing up, like you spent a lot of time in your room just with headphones, like music was such a thing for you. Yeah. I know that. Um, like your room was kind of like your space and your serenity. Yeah. Just like how that's how. It was for me growing up. Yeah. But um, 
what was it like when conflict would arise or when people would voice or when you specifically would voice something? Do you want to go into that? Well, I think it was more so I grew up for the most part kind of being like an only child because mm-hmm. when I, my sister moved out when I was really young. Right. So She's then, a lot older than you. Yeah. So I was young. So I had to spend junior high and high school. It was just me. So I think just feeling like, I guess just more like isolated in a way. Like having, I had friends, like I had my family, but then like I would just go to my room. Or if I was home, if I wasn't out like at my dance studio or at school or anything, I would just go home and go to my room for the most part. And so I don't think... It was more so I ever felt really, like, shut down mm-hmm. because I don't really think I ever, like, would speak up about things, especially not, like, maybe to that person. I might have spoken up to someone else about it, but not necessarily, like, to the specific person mm-hmm. so that I didn't have to feel – so I never really got that, well, I'm, I feel shut down by them because then I'm not really confronting them. Right. Do you know why you didn't want to do it in the first place? Like, because I know with you, like, you have a really good discernment. What I've noticed about you and our friendship is that you have really good discernment of saying something whenever it needs to be said Mm -hmm. and then not saying anything whenever you don't feel 100% in saying it. Yeah. You've always been really good at that, and I've always admired that about you. But um, why, I mean, why do you, do you feel like you couldn't say anything to, to begin with? I think it was just because I was probably just scared. And I just didn't really grow up in an environment like that. Like, I grew up, like, seeing people, like, argue and fight, but never seeing it really, like, resolved Mm -hmm. in like a good way Mm -hmm. at least not maybe in front of me Mm -hmm. so then I kind of like took that in with what confrontation and conflict look like just like was fighting yeah so what I'm hearing you say is like you grew up seeing your parents fight a lot yeah and confrontation and conflict that you partnered those together because every time they would talk or confront each other, it always ended up in a fight. Yeah. And that fight always ended up into extremism, and then it ended up in high stakes and nothing was ever resolved. So you as a child partnered it with, like, okay, if you get confronted or you guys ended up into a fight, then it won't get resolved. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, that's scary. Yeah. <laughs> of course that would feel oh, scary yeah. to you, to little Jenny. Little old me. Little, little old Jenny. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And I think that's the first time I've ever heard you say it in that way. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool to realize. <laughs> yeah. And to hear you say that. Now that you realize that you partnered that with that kind of outcome of no, like nothing getting resolved. Mm-hmm. And believing that for so long, like little Jen, believing that for so long, what got you out of that? Do you still believe in that? Mm -hmm. Or is there a part of you that does? And it's okay if you still do. I mean, that takes a long time to heal. Yeah. And belief systems. But where are you at with that now? I don't think now I still believe it. I think I've definitely learned from it. I just have to be more aware of it. Of course. And like being an adult and like having friendships and having a relationship you have to kind of like learn to kind of like let that go (laughs) because then it's like because then if you don't ever talk about anything and like I still have to work on this now like I'm not perfect at it yeah but like knowing that like I can't always let this be the case for myself because then like then it'll just turn into what you don't want it to if you don't ever work on it. And I don't want that either. So Yeah, yeah, because it wasn't serving you that fear that was holding you back, that was driving that emotion or that trigger. It wasn't serving you or your friendships or your 
relationship that you're in now. And I know that even our friendship, like, it's challenged you and you and Krista's. And then also definitely you the relationship that you're in now and that Mm -hmm. you've been in for almost two years now. That's crazy to say. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Your face when I said that. Longest relationship ever. (laughs) (laughs) But it's really challenge you to be like whoa yeah I see this yeah I see what everybody's been saying and so no I think that's so so good I'm honestly just really proud of (laughs) (laughs) like we've we've known this like we've all like we know about each other and like why we do the things that we do but to see you put like language to it because we've talked about it but never like this in this way before yeah so it's really cool to see just that to be a witness yeah to you and it's like you might know something about some person but until they say it and realize it it doesn't really matter oh my gosh yes <laughs> yeah that even is if you so tell true. them <laughs> yeah like they're not gonna listen yeah yeah no that makes a lot of sense um how do you um, what helps now? Because obviously that, I mean, you believe that for so long, you're a little girl who, you know, and there's a lot of compassion with that. Like whenever that gets brought up or that fear, you mm-hmm. know, comes up because it does, you know, what do you do when that happens? Like, how do you settle your mind? How do you, do you talk to yourself? Like what works for you? I think either like, if I need to talk to someone else about it, I will. Or I'll just take the time to gather my thoughts to myself. Mm-hmm. And then be like, okay, I can now talk about this. Or now I can be the one to, like, confront this. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to be, like, just, like, someone just standing in the corner of the room. Like, who doesn't, like, ever say anything or ever, like, speak up about anything. Like, I don't want to be that person so now it's like I have to kind of just like make myself do it. Mm-hmm. And when you and when you say gather your thoughts, like what does that look like for you? Just like okay, what am I feeling? Mm-hmm. Is what I'm feeling like makes sense, or am I just having like an off the rails moment? Like, mm-hmm. am I just like feeling my emotions all at once, or is like? Or is this, like, real? Right. So, basically, you're breaking it down with yourself, giving yourself that space and time to be like, okay, what is this that I'm actually feeling? Yeah. Is this um, truth or is this my fear? Yeah. Because then if I don't do that, then I don't have anything to say. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if I don't have anything to say, then it's just like, okay, so, like, what are we doing? (laughs) Like, if you don't have anything to bring to the table of what to say... It's kind of just like, okay, what's the point if you haven't been able to figure out what you want to say? Right. It's understanding yourself first and understanding where you're at and where your emotions are at first before you can go into a conversation and be understanding. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the best thing you can do for yourself and the other person that you are trying to resolve with or communicate with. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you have any questions for me or anything mm. that you want to say? Mm. Oh, God, do you? <laughs> Maybe throughout our friendship, how do you? what do you feel like we've helped each other grow in specifically? That is super good. I like that yeah. question. I think that would be good. Rather than, like, us on our own figuring out stuff, but, like, us from each other specific things. Yes. Okay. Well, I know the answer to that perfectly. Um, (laughs) What you've helped me with is, and I said this earlier, I feel like you have taught me how, like, since I admired this so much from you, of, like, when to say something and when to not, I think there's Mm -hmm. a lot of wisdom in knowing when to not give advice or when to not... Um, share something because you know that other person is just not going to receive it in that way at Mm -hmm. least at that time and so I've picked that up from you because I've always like wanted that trait and seeing you um, 
put that into action into friendships and relationships and just working because we've worked together mm-hmm. you know we've we've lived life together so that's helped a lot and then also I feel like you've helped me be more understanding and compassionate mm-hmm. because you're very I've always said this about you is that you're very empathetic and you like have this quiet love sense about you like to where like you can feel what other people are feeling but be with them in the quietness and make Mm -hmm. them feel safe in that yeah and I love that about you I feel like I'm just now encouraging (laughs) go ahead (laughs) but like that's what I've always admired and that's what I picked up from you and I'm really proud of us for learning how to communicate to each other especially I feel like that last fight that we got into a month and a half ago was very pivotal mm-hmm. for our friendship and I feel like um even though it was hard I mean it was really hard and uncomfortable for me <laughs> yeah <laughs> because like I I loved you more than anything and like I still believed like you're my best friend and all these mm-hmm. things but like to like express to you how I really felt about you in just moments yeah but it wasn't like your whole character or it didn't define our friendship it yeah. was just in a moment you know emotion yeah. to where it like sprouted out into our whole friendship but um I'm proud of us for looking at it and talking about it and confronting it without it being like too like conflict like mm-hmm. without it being very um, into a big fight, but, um, yeah, I'm just proud of us for the way we've handled things, how we are now, where we're at and where we're headed. Mm-hmm. And, um, does that answer your question? Yeah. I can say you've taught me kind of how to like, like kind of like the opposite of what you just said, <laughs> basically. Cause like we kind of were opposites. No, we were like in the beginning, you were very kind of like kind of like there. cutthroat <laughs> like oh my god intense. I really was I did not know how to like speak with compassion at all kind of yeah <laughs> you were just very straight to the point yeah and I think now you're not that way mm-hmm. but I think older like getting older like you can like you are still you still have that aspect of like saying what you want to say and like being straight to the point and maybe being more outspoken because I was never really, like, that way. Mm-hmm. So. Well, thank you. Yeah. I do want to say, I think what took me, what was good for me and our friendship is, like, well, for both of us, actually. We actually, like, sat down and really listened, like, really listened mm-hmm. to what each other had to say mm-hmm. and how we felt. And, like, we both, like took turns on the perspective of what happened yeah and without even saying well but but this like no you like it was never a right or wrong we weren't trying to villainize each other anymore we weren't playing the blame game we weren't pointing the fingers it was more of like okay I get why you felt that way that makes a lot of sense like we were validating each other and and actually listening and understanding so maybe like where the listeners wherever they're at in their friendship with their best friend or just any relationship if it's been struggling for a long time and you've built up resentment Mm -hmm. and there's been a lot of strain on the friendship or relationship because y'all just never been able to have a space where y'all can actually talk freely about how y'all really felt just because y'all felt in a moment of like well this is how I felt when you did this it doesn't mean Mm -hmm. that their mess or their mistake or what they did or what that memory was defines the whole friendship yeah because what we went through like this past year especially the relationship that I was in that Mm -hmm. was a big part of it that was a big strain yeah um it um it didn't make me think of you differently it was just a moment thing but I knew it wasn't forever yeah and it's crazy because 
we were it, we were both feeling the same things mm-hmm. towards each other without even saying it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like we were feeling the same things but from like different actions or different things that were done. But ultimately it was like, okay, you feel the same way I feel. So it's like we're both in the same yeah, spot. Exactly. Like we both want the same thing. Yeah. And so I think if you're in a situation with someone like that, like that person could probably be feeling the exact same things you're like that you're feeling mm-hmm. and you just don't know it. Because y'all haven't talked about it. Yeah. Or actually created a space to listen. Because yeah. I remember in almost every single one of our fa- fights, we've literally like, at the end of it, been like, oh, my God, we were both feeling the same thing. Yeah. We just needed to feel validated in it and understood. Yeah. And and I think – and also what worked for us, we did come up with a plan that was actually very um, – well, it took us a while to do it. <laughs> but remember, you even came up with it, and I think it was very – it made me build trust with you, was like, okay, we can set aside a week where we can just have a heart-to-heart talk. Yeah, like the intentionality mm-hmm. behind yes, it. Yes, being intentional. Because especially when we live together, like since we see each other every day, the intentions yeah. behind spending time together can be a lack there. Yeah. Which is fine. Because you don't want to have – we're not like having a deep conversation like every day when we talk to each other because that's just like draining. Oh, yeah, it can be draining. <laughs> and no, nobody has time for that yeah. all the time. But Sometimes um, you just want to sit on the couch together and watch TV and just space. Yes, exactly, <laughs> especially after a long day of work because we work a lot. Yeah. But um, to, like, find connection with your best friend – if y'all need to set aside a time, like, at least once a week, maybe even 30 minutes or whatever. Yeah. Be like, hey, like, how's your heart? Yeah. Like, are like you what's okay? what's going on or what's new? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so I know that's helped a lot. That's built trust. And it's, like, like I'm being more honest with you now mm-hmm. and where I'm at in my life. Yeah. And you're – well, I can't speak for you, but I feel like you're doing <laughs> – <laughs> I feel like I'm probably – because I – kind of just assume that someone's gonna tell me something if they want to say it or if they want to tell me and that's not always the case because I don't do that so why would I expect other people to do that like yeah, that's and just I always, not yeah. realistic and I always hate it and that's the thing about me we learned that about, about each other is like you know I hate when people think assume that I'm just gonna tell them everything like I like yeah. to be asked how I'm doing yeah well I just I assume that you would tell me because it's us it's right. me and you and so, and now knowing that, it's like, okay, most of the time, she, well, you do sometimes, you just kind of just say stuff, when, like, whenever. Yeah, totally. But now it's like, okay, not every day, but, like, every now and then be like, hey, what's going on with this? Or how is this? Or what's mm-hmm. this situation look like? Or how is this going on for you? Or what are you feeling? Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Yeah, because it's nice to be asked just like, okay, how are you? Yeah. You know, because you want to feel, you want the person that you are sharing your life with to, like, want to know things about you. Yeah. And in that is asking about it. Yeah. And knowing, like, when you, like, recently I asked you something, like, what's going on? Like, are you okay? You're like, yeah, 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 whatever. And I was like. I know, it took me time. (laughs) It took me time. And you were kind of just sitting there and I could just, like, tell because you were just, like, zoned out, just looking, just, like, not with it. I was like, okay, like. Like, an hour later, I was like, okay, what's going on? <laughs> like, I can tell, like, you're not a great liar sometimes, oh my gosh, so I know. just go ahead and say it. <laughs> yeah, no, and I think that's what built a lot of trust is, like, because you're we're rebuilding trust in our friendship. Not that there was ever a trust broken, but, you no. know, it's just we're growing more. And so when you asked that again, I was like, oh, okay, she really wants to know. She's not just saying that out of obligation. Yeah. And that's why I told you. And honestly, it challenged me of like, okay, I got to be honest with Jen. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to lie to Jen yeah. about what's going on, you know. So, um, you know, I was honest with you and I felt like that was really, yeah. really good. Because then it's, because like, I can, I can feel that. Like if someone's off or if someone's not like, if someone's in their head and not, like, present in a moment, you could kind of feel it because it's kind of awkward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, like, what's going on? So you could let this, like, not let it go, but, like, release what you're feeling so you can just enjoy where you're at. Right. Because New Year's Eve. Right, exactly. <laughs> so I was Literally. like, I don't want I don't want to spend the night like this, mm-hmm. like, 
if she's feeling miserable, then I'm like, oh, then I feel awkward because she doesn't want to be here. She doesn't want to do this. So. Yeah, no, I'm glad that because it turned my night around. Yeah. When you asked and when we just figured and it was like a five minute conversation or a 10 minute. Yeah. And then I was fine because I got to like share with my best friend. Yeah, you're like, okay, I can talk about this now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so um, maybe that could be something we like to do homework on here, Jen. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. you know that. Yeah. Yeah, you listen. I listen. You're a supporter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we do like to do homework. It's always invitational. You don't have to do it. It's just another practical way to grow yeah. in your life and in your relationships and friendships and all that great stuff. Um, so maybe just like – ask someone just how they're doing like really ask them hey like how's your heart we haven't really had a heart to heart or a connect conversation yeah and it doesn't have to be long it doesn't have to be like crying or and maybe you do need to cry and maybe that's gonna help (laughs) you know like just go with your gut in the conversation but maybe that's exactly what you need and if like you're in a friendship where it hasn't been good and a lot of resentment has built up. Maybe y'all just need to sit down and listen to each other and get it all out, even if it's messy. Yeah. Um, Jen, do you have any homework for the listeners? No, I think you kind of said what I was going to say. Oh, okay. Like if you have like a friendship you need to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> like sometimes you just have to like, be bold and kind of just like bite the bullet and just do it Mm -hmm. because I like yeah it's probably gonna be uncomfortable and you probably don't want to but sometimes if you just do it then it's like okay why was I like why was I so scared to just do this it was that was easy exactly and now this situation's resolved Mm -hmm. exactly (laughs) what would you say to the people who are scared of confrontation and partner it with um, mm. fighting and unresolving. Um, what would you say to those people? I would say that confrontation, it doesn't have to be a fight. It's not always a fight. Confrontation can be, like, a very good thing, kind of like like feedback. It can be very healing, honestly. Yeah. If you do it the right way. Like, having confrontation... And, like, feedback about something can be very good and positive. So it doesn't always have to be such a negative thing. And then also navigating, like, who it's coming from. You can kind of, like, figure out how a situation will go. And, like, communicate that to them. Be like, I need, like, this is what I'm hearing. This is what I feel. Because mm-hmm. if someone's, like, if you are feeling attacked or if you... If it is turning into a fight and you didn't want that, you can kind of voice, like, I don't want this to be a fight. I'm feeling attacked. We need to be able to have a level-headed conversation. Mm -hmm. Like, clear intentions, clear communication. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if y'all, and if, like, people don't know how to do that right now, then, like, maybe, like, in your triggers, you need to step away and maybe saying, like, hey, if I don't walk away right now, I'm going to blow up. So I'm doing this for the sake of our friendship yeah, right now. Yeah, be like, I need a moment to, like, gather my thoughts so that I can communicate those to you mm-hmm. in a good way. Right, exactly. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you coming on here, Jen. Okay. I love you so much. I love you, too. <laughs> and Missy Krista. I know we love you, Krista, and Krista will be back next week, and I'm sure we're going to have Jen on the podcast quite frequently. I might just burst in here one day while you're recording. (laughs) Exactly. But we are going to go drink some apple cider now and watch some, you know, TV. Okay. We love you guys, and Jen, we love you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.